Hello and welcome to Drunken Book Club. I'm your described as somewhat charming boy who has his hair slicked back and into a ponytail. Oh, is he looking at me? Christopher the Rupal joined with. I'm one of the many dolls you can buy at Toys R Us, Sam. Toys R Us? It was 2012. Uh, okay. Was there a Toys R Us commercial on this book? No. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Go to Target, little bitches. Get your toys at Target. Toys at Target. Toys at Target. Uh, and on this week's episode of Drunken Book Club, I wanted to find a Barbie book so bad, but for the life of me, could not find one that was long enough for the podcast or interesting enough. That's that. It's like a double-edged sword because, like, we found one that was long enough, but it was like one of the movie-based ones. And I think it was like the Sugar Plum Fairy one. I was just no, like, it was the see, it was the mermaid one. I thought it was the... I'm pretty sure it was fairies. I think you're right. It was fairies. Yeah, it did not look good. And maybe we should have done that one instead of this long-ass book. No, uh, it's too late <laughs> At now. least that one would have been like 80 pages. We read this... We read a 200 and I believe 55-page book. We read Monster High's very own Ghoul Friends Forever, a series by Giddy Danshvari. And yes, it was a... Uh, Quite the right. <laughs> All right. I so can't believe I read the whole thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I told you you could stop anytime. I wanted to finish it. Okay. Because you're in too deep. I'm trying to keep up above my head instead of going under. Yeah, that's what I figured. Hey. <laughs> um. So, uh, what did we pregame on, Sam? You didn't pregame on shit because you have to drive somewhere. Correct. So I pre-gamed on a Diet Coke with a little bit of that cherry vanilla rum that we're going through. Man, I'm going to be boned when we don't have any more of that, because I think that was a limited uh, summer drink. Captain Morgan, sponsor us, and we'll keep drinking it. We will gladly keep drinking that Captain Morgan. Oh, I love Captain Morgan. How do much do you like him? I'd kiss him on the lips. I literally explained to people for certain swabs to do a Captain Morgan stance. Hey. <laughs> and and now I'm currently nursing. Could you get the bottle? I don't remember what the exact brand is. I'm reading a I'm reading. I'm drinking a Cosmopolitan, which I'm 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 affectionately renaming a Cosmopolitan to kind of, you know, because Monster High tends to have a uh, bad pun named things and they don't really try very hard with their puns, so I'm not going to really try very hard with my pun. It uh, is a on the Rocks Premium Cocktails, crafted with effin' vodka. Yeah. Pretty good! I was about to say, I gave Sam a little sip. She she thought it was pretty tart, pretty nice. Yep. I was about to say, you just put it over rocks. I had mine fridged already, so it was already pretty chill. I didn't really want to put ice in there, but I thought it would look nicer for the picture that I'm going to post on uh, Twitter and Instagram here. Ay. Um. So, Sam, um... What were your first impressions? How about we even go a little bit further before the first impressions? What's your opinion on Monster High dolls in general? So, originally I did not have a high opinion of them, but that was also in my 2011 Pick Me era, so... Pick Me era? Yeah, like the, I'm not like the other girls. Okay. Different. I don't know these terms, but okay. But yeah, it's that like, the pick me out of all the other girls kind of thing. I mean, you, you were, what's it called, you were a senior in high school when these came out. Yeah, so it was also not meant for me at that time either. Yeah. I mean, it's high school, just like how, uh, what's it called, a high school musical was for high schoolers. Right, kids. All the middle schoolers loved it, though. And that's, that's, that, was, that was the joke, Sam. Shut up, I'm tired. <laughs> you can't even make the joke, you can't even make the excuse, I'm drunk. But, I didn't say I was drunk, so. I know, well, I said you can't. But honestly, like, it kind of grew... Like, some of the styles grew on me of the I, designs. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I'm i in the kind of area where... I'm, I mean, I'm a boy, obviously. I, I mean, I do identify as he, they, and stuff like that, yada, yada, gender fluid. But, like, dolls never interested me. Even as an adult, dolls really don't interest me. But I will be very perfectly transparent with this. Monster High dolls are kind of amazing, and I kind of love them. Like, they're pretty... I like the designs of them. They're very unique, very different from each... You know, they're, they're not your regular Barbie fashion doll. They're not like the other dolls. <laughs> they're not They're not these bimbo-ass brats. They're not this, ooh, I'm a bitch Barbie. No, these are Monster High girls. They, they're unique. They're different. I actually really love their different styles and 
takes. And I really appreciate that the more modern ones are uh, trying to have more inclusivity with, you know, different body types. And uh, what's it called? Uh, you even said... Uh, so Frankie Stein is non-binary in the reboot. Yeah, so I think I think that's which really is, neat. Which is really cool. Yeah, I was about to well, and one thing I loved when they actually said that, like, one of the pushbacks was people were like, well, how do they know that they're non-binary? And they were like, they're 16 days old. How would they know that they're any gender at that point? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That is valid. Yeah. 16 days? Yeah, because she's... Or they're... They're... They're, they're a construct. Yeah, they, they, they literally were made in a lab. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. But she's only 16 days old. That's the joke, because at one point, like, in the original run... When they had, like, the little web series. Yeah. Because I watched this at one point, because I don't know why, but I did. When? When? How old were you? I want to say, like, sometime in college. Okay, so in your 20s, maybe. Or late teens, early 20s, area. It'd be 19 or 20s, huh? I don't remember, because it's been yeah. 10 years ago. Is that fair? Okay. Oh, but she said 10 years ago, 20s. About 10. I got years. her. I got her. I got her. I ensnared her in my trap. I flipped my trap card. Fucking fishier. Ah, Sam fell down a hole. But there's a part where, like, Jack Dracula is like, I can't remember if it was 160 or something like that. And Frankie's like, it's my 60th day being alive. Let's have a party together. Okay. And then they're like, why does no one care about this? And then it was a surprise party because... Gotcha. It's made for children. It's made for child. One child. It's made for one child. (laughs) One child, that's it. Are you this child? I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. (laughs) Uh, little girl from Florida, you know who you are. You might be a woman enthusiast, maybe. Uh, but okay, so yeah, those are kind of our backgrounds with Monster High. I, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I definitely, I hated Brat Stalls personally growing up. I thought they, I still don't care for Brat Stalls. I think they're like, they're just slutty to be slutty. Honestly. I had Brat Stalls, but it was also at a very. I mean, you're at the right age where Brats was the big thing. Well, it was also puberty, like, this slowly creeping up of, like, horny but not sure why, (laughs) and puberty haven't quite intersected yet. Yeah. And I did make Jade and the, like, Jade boyfriend do it when I was, like... (laughs) Was it, like, that one game of, like, how do they do it? Yeah, basically. I was about to go look that up on uh, Steam. I think it's, like, a dollar. It might even be free. It might even be free, where it's, like, literally this girl playing with her Barbie dolls, Barbie and Ken, like, trying to do it, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's a fun little It was basically that energy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, continuing forward, what were your first impressions on the book? What did you think this was going to be about? Well, I figured it was going to be about, and the fact that I know most of these is sad in a way. You actually knew these these characters going in. The, yes. The, the ones that we actually read about in this book. So. Because for what it's worth, this is not a, I, I wouldn't consider these the main, uh, you know how, like, My Little Pony has main six, Barbie's got, like, her. It's not her the crew. original Boo Crew, I yeah. guess is what yeah, they call crew, them. Yeah, Boo Crew, Boo <laughs> Crew. The Boo Crew. The Boo Crew, I think that's a, a, an animated uh, WB Kids animated series, Sam. I can't remember what it's called, but it's not the original. Chris, don't forget to drop the Boo Crew uh, theme song. Thank you. I'm a but it's not the original group. Yeah. So I knew Venus McFlytrap because I really love her like aesthetic. Yeah, she's punk. She's punk, the green and pink. like Yeah. yeah. And then Rochelle Goyle. There's actually a movie with her in it that she was one of the big ones. Okay. And then Rebecca's Rebecca, it's weird, but Steam. Rebecca. Rebecca. I, I I always I was assuming it was Rebecca because like like Re- Rebecca, but, but she's robotic. Robert. She's robots. Yeah. Um. Who you I like also, her because she's steampunk. Yeah, I was gonna say the steampunk aspect. <laughs> you like, like steampunk shit. So I figured it was going to be about them because they're on the fucking front cover. Like yeah. I know nothing of the lore of Monster High dolls, but I have an appreciation for them, is my first impressions. I love how creative their designs are, and I'm a, and I'm a monster fucker, and these girls are all over the age of 21, right? No? Uh, oh. But I digress. That, that's a joke, guys. Uh, if I had to guess what this was about, I'm going to say that three new girls start school at Monster High and have to do their monster thing. Yeah. Which is the most planned description ever. <laughs> All right, so let's let me go ahead and describe this cover. Talk about a lame cover. We have three of the girls, Rochelle Goyle, Venus McFlytrip, and Rebecca Steam, as Sam had said already, standing in front of a ripped-out piece of notebook paper that has some doodles of Monster High, Monster High stars, bats, and the Skull logo with a bow, the classic Monster yeah. High logo. 
Uh, I'm also going to take a stab here and assume that the art of the girls on the cover are from their toy boxes. <laughs> uh, which, it, it turned out, it was not as far as I could tell. I couldn't I couldn't find a one-to-one, honestly, for what it's worth. But uh, I honestly thought the art on the front was just the toy box art. I, I, can, I can understand that. Also, this book was given to someone's best friend as they had already read it and hopefully enjoyed it. Yeah, I saw that. Because, yeah, uh, literally, uh, I don't, I, we're not going to call out names or anything, but uh, sometimes we do buy these books used, uh, specifically with, we got this one at Bookman's at our local used bookstore. And uh, now property, spelled incorrectly, by the way, property of my best friend, we're not going to say their name, and they crossed out their own name uh, with it with a, uh, with like a, a bow, bow and arrow kind of thing, and there's a heart. Yeah. So there we go. Okay, let's get into this. Chapter 1. Welcome to Monster High, located secretly in the small town of Salem, Oregon. You know, the capital of of fucking of of of, of Oregon, you know. Yeah. Salem is literally the capital. Like <laughs> So my other thought is one obviously they didn't want to do though. It's not Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. But this is also... A but that would make more sense, because, like, East Coast definitely does more of, like, that boarding school shit than e- than West Coast. Oh, no, I agree. I'm just saying it's... We do it different on the West Coast. Um, I'm saying more... It was also only a few years after Twilight came out, which was in Washington. That's fair. I don't know if that really is the reason they chose it. I think... They wanted a spooky name, but not... Yeah. Maybe they're in a suburb, but just refer to it as Salem, like every other suburb outside of a capital city. Like, I was going to say how there's a billion different ones of Phoenix, but it's Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, We're introduced to Gargoyle Girl Rochelle Goyle on her first day at Monster High, as she brings in her luggage and pet griffin, Rue? Rue? Rue. Rue? Okay. Uh, It's for R-O-U-X, that's why I was like... I think it's Rue. I'm not... I, I did not learn French, so. She's from Scaris. No, you don't. Yeah, I know you don't know French, but you don't happen to know Scarsion, do you? No. <laughs> she meets headmistress Bloodgood and the deputy of disasters, Tsunami, who would be voiced by Betsy Sodaro, a.k.a. Community Sue, uh, for, for those who know. Yeah, no, I heard that voice the whole right? time. I, as soon as I, I heard, saw her, I was like, oh, this is just Community Sue, uh, fucking Betsy, Betsy uh, Sodaro from, uh, what's called, from uh, Big City Greens. Like, as soon as I heard that voice, like, like, read her name and saw how she looked, I was like, oh, that's just, that's a Betsy Sodaro character. Yeah. What do you have to say for yourself? Uh, Sue takes Rochelle to the dormitory where she'll be living this school year. Along the way, Sue does a quick tour of the school, showing us locations and introducing us to random Monster High characters. The tour ends at the top of a set of stairs in which she'd be getting checked in by the guidance counselor, Mr. D.F. One note I have on this... This chapter was definitely there to teach us all about the weird wordplay of Monster High. Yep. Literally... Just shotgun, or like fucking machine gun, not shotgun, machine (laughs) gun of fucking Monster High puns. There was no time to reload. I literally made a, started making a list, because you know like in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory episode, I made a list of all the different, uh... Candies. uh, Candies. This one, I was like, let's put all the monster puns in a list. And I was like, holy shit, this list is like half a page long. I'm just choosing my favorites now. That's fair. And I didn't know which ones to keep and which ones not to keep, because they were so fucking weird. Okay, chapter two. Mr. D.S. is a melancholy middle-aged skeleton that hasn't smiled in years. Lol mood. Yeah, I was gonna say, I get it. I also think he'd be voiced by Emo Phillips. I think everyone goes to Walmart eventually. (laughs) If they die without Christ. I had a different, I had like a deeper voice, but like kind of the, uh, kind of Eeyore-ish. Eeyore, okay. Maybe a, uh, the guy who's, who's doing it, Brad Garrett now? Not quite Brad Garrett, but I, I could see it. he's the one doing Eeyore now. Nice. Yeah. It fits for him. Yeah. Alright, let's go. I don't know. I think he'd be more like this if I really have to. <sighs> I can see that. It's the size. It's the size that sell it for me. Yeah. And Ewell Phillips is an amazingly funny size. That's fair. That's yeah. valid. Mr. D.F. is assigning rooms to the boys and ghouls and we meet some more Monster High characters, some of which are outdated language. 
Rochelle is assigned. <laughs> Sam's making just laughing on that one. Rochelle is assigned the Chamber of Gore and Lore with two other girls, Venus McFlytrap and Rebecca Steam. Rochelle certainly wasn't in Scarus anymore. Man, these characters are weird, and some are kind of rapey. Yeah, is, fucking, is my note on that fucking one. Fucking hoodoo, I'm guessing. Hoodoo, yeah, hoodoo, hoodoo. Because as soon as I heard the no, hoodoo doesn't need a roommate because he just has a whole shrine to his creator. He has a fucking fuck doll of <laughs> Frankie Stein. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he literally has a giant like life size doll of her. He is gonna fuck that. With what I don't know because I don't. He's gonna think use he has one of his, He's gonna use one of those needles like oh, a, he's a gonna like pin. okay, gotcha. Yeah, duh. Fair enough. Come on, Sam. Think, <laughs> think for a second. How else is he gonna fuck her? How's he going to fuck that oh, doll? So, do you mind if I go off on a tangent? Well, oh, go right ahead. Because right we ahead. talked about this earlier when you were like, what the fuck is who, dude? Yeah. And I was like, fucking who, dude? Because for like... No, 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 no. I never said what the fuck. I said I had to look up what he looked like. And I'm like, fucking asshole. Yes. And you're like, fucking asshole. I was like, oh, he's that bad. Because all I did... For a lot of these characters, I wanted to see what they look like so I can get a good, clear uh, mental picture for myself. Because I don't have all the pictures of all the characters. Just some of them. And Hoodoo is not one of them. And I like I looked at him up, and I'm like, he doesn't look like he belongs here. Yeah, he's the he looks wrong. like he's from a fucking different series. Yeah. So I watched again along with like the little web series. One of the times I was house sitting for my parents, I think it was right around the time that my nephew was born. Yeah. So I was just like at their house, and they had Netflix. I watched a lot of the Monster High ones because why the fuck not? And fucking Hoodoo is in almost all of them, and I hate him. Cause it's literally... What's his voice sound like? It's kind of that weird teenage... It's like this. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, how's it going, Frankie? Yeah, like that. Will you suck my needle? <laughs> and then she's Chapter like, three. But then she's like, oh, who, dude, you're so fun. You're an essential part of the team. And he's fucking everywhere, and it's just bullshit hijinks of how he fucks up everything. Shh, it's okay. I hate him. Chapter three. Is, it's because Sam's hoodoos. I am not Chapter hoodoo. three. Rochelle meets Venus along you. with Venus, uh, Venus's pet flytrap, Chulian. Best name in the book so far. Chulian was a great name, wasn't it, Sam? Yeah. Like Please it. stop chewing on that. That hurts. Oh, sorry. Um, we learn... <laughs> Thank you, Chulian, for stop biting me. Uh, we learn that Venus is like Jesse from Saved by the Bell. A friend of the environment and detest when things aren't eco-friendly. And she's so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Sam, uh, Chris, uh, drop that. Yeah, Chris, Sam, go ahead and drop that for me, editor. Editor Sam. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Jesse, Jesse. Uh, Rebecca is a steam-powered robot who is easily flustered as she was reassembled recently and we can tell that she's not from our decade. As she talks in random phrases from the 30s. Like she's fucking, uh, what's it, you know who she reminded me of? Hmm. Fucking weird reference. She reminded me of, um, oh my god, uh, Amelia Earhart from, uh, Night at the Museum 2. No, I can see that. Right? She says all the fucking weird, like, phrases and shit of the time. And it's like, this is her character. This is her jokes. And she's so long-winded. Yes. Like, there were times where I was like, oh my god. Rebecca is late because her internal clock is busted also. The girls decide to relax before the assembly they're supposed to go to, but end up running late because Rebecca was put in charge of keeping the time. They rush to the assembly. Why did they do that? Because she was just staring at the clock, and she's like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> she's like, that way we won't be late. And then she, like, looks at the ground or something like that. And she's that. like, tick-tock on the clock. Party done. You know the words. Sing them, It's bitch. been a minute. I don't remember them from heart anymore. Yeah, it's been a minute. TikTok. <laughs> Chapter four. The girls are lost in the massive school. As they try to find their bearings, an awful stench arises in the air. It belongs to a morbidly obese troll with leathery skin, infected acne, and long oily locks covered in mites. Okay, so Vena, Venus is the one to complain about the smell at first. But in the previous chapter, she was excited at the prospect of making a compost pile. Both of these, those stink to high heaven, girl. You can't like one, but not the other. You stuck up bitch. No, no, you're right. You're right. Like, I, I, that, that made me hate her a little bit more. No, the other thing I hated was the whole, like, nuclear thing. Yeah. Oh, the nuclear thing. That pissed me off, too. I was like, bitch, you pick, pick a fuck. You don't know shit. I think I think it's kind of a commentary of like you know how teenagers think they know everything kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
He asks them in broken English what they're doing here, and they tell him they're lost and are looking for the Vampire Theater. Vampire Theater. Yeah. Terrible fucking name. That's like the fucking worst one. I hate it. He points the way there and threatens to eat them the next time they're late. The girls hurry to the assembly and are just on time as Headmistress Bloodgood is lost in thought. At the assembly, we're introduced to some Monster High classic girls and to a new teacher, Miss Flapper, who teaches Dragon Whispering 101. She has also brought a team of trolls to help patrol the halls. Heh <laughs> pun. Um, we're also told about the upcoming Dance of the Delightfully Dead, held the day after quarterly exams at Salem's oldest cemetery, Skelemonian. Skelemonian. That's the name. The student, the student body is then dismissed and told their schedule will be emailed to them and school starts today, bitches. Also, the three girls have all the same classes together and they briefly meet Frankenstein and Gulia Yelps. Oh my god, we have so all the classes together. We're such besties. Yeah, we're such besties now. Thank god. I had to look up who Gulia Yelps was and I was like, she's, she's, I, I like her, I like her posture. I like, I like how she is. She's kind of funny. I like her. I had a I had mixed feelings about her. Yeah, because you are Gulia Yelps. Oh no, that's part of it. Because because yeah. like whenever I did the quiz, it's like you're Gulia, and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, you're Gulia. But you're it's also Julia Gulia. It was also kind of weird that they for the original they had the zombie speak. Yeah, and it would just be like, Ugh. yeah, that Ugh. was weird. And, like it was literally that noise, and I'm yeah. like, this feels ableist in a way I can't quite explain. Hello. Yeah, no, it was like it felt way too close to that. Yeah. Chapter 5. The girls' first class is ghoulish literature with Dr. Clandestine in the library. Clam, sorry, Clandestine. I'm sorry, my... I, I, I... What's it called? My notes kept fixing all the words. It literally says Rebecca in a bunch of these. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's Rebecca. Try to learn... Fucking learn with me, Google Docs. These words aren't fucking real, but you need to fucking get it together. <laughs> you need to get your shit together. They're joined by many a monster, high fame, and everyone with and everyone's favorite monster, Mean Girl, Cleo Denial. Is she okay? So I I wrote this note and I was like, is this accurate to call her the Mean Girl? And I looked up her wick her wiki page and I'm like, oh yeah, she's the mean one. Oh yeah. So in the original, she definitely is. Yeah. They did retool it in the reboot by the look of yeah. it. Yeah. Which is nice that it's not just like I think Torlai is now just the go-to bitch. Who? So, Torlai's this werecat. Okay. And okay, in the I know original run. But then they were just like, nah, she's just gonna be the full, full on bitch in this one now. She's the bitch! Yeah, basically. Cleo is surrounded by all of her bags from her shopping spree before school, and all of these bags upset Venus as they're not environmentally friendly. The two get into an argument, and we see Venus use her special pollens of persuasion on Cleo. To make her rethink her wasteful ways. So a note I had with the pollen thing. Yeah. Is, is this Deus Ex Machina later? Well, that too. Or technically it'd be Pollen's gun. Chekhov's yeah. gun. No, I thought that, but I also thought... Chekhov's pollen, there we go. There's a level of fanfic I'm not gonna ever read. Thank you for bringing that up, Sam. This gets Venus in trouble as the use of pollens of persuasion is forbidden on school grounds. Venus is escorted out of the class by a troll and never heard from again. The end. <laughs> okay, that last part isn't true, but I have no clue what the fuck happens because the chapter just abruptly ends with the troll who escorted her uh, out telling her something that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, no. Uh, also, during the chapter, Rochelle admits to having a crush on Cleo's current boyfriend, Deuce Gorgon. Deuce Gorgon. Why the name Deuce? I don't know. That feels weird, right? I get. Oh, I Medusa. Oh. Oh my god, I barely got it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Oh. For, for the longest time, I was like, why? Yeah. I was yeah. like, is he just a douche and they didn't want to say that? <laughs> yeah, douche Gor Gorgon over here. Hey, what's up? My name's Douche. How's your fucking doing? I'm gonna fuck your sister with my snakeheads. Hey, yo. I'm from New... Bo I'm from Boo Jersey. Fucking cunt. <laughs> Does that... Why that one make you laugh there? <laughs> I broke Sam a lot Hey, look at this fat bitch. <laughs> I'm fucking douche, douche Scogan here. Shut up. Hey, I'm from Boo, Boo Jersey. No, don't take the fucking freeway that way. You end up in Boo York. Fuck that place. Boo Jersey's better. We smell worse. 
Chapter 6. <laughs> Their next class is Mad Science with Mr. Hack, a literal mad scientist. He's go- going over what happens when you heat burned with serum to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. The answer is a zombification serum for cold-blooded creatures, as said by Cyclops, who Rebecca is showing signs of a crush. Also, 100 degrees Fahrenheit is barely above body temperature. Yes. Well, I mean, hey, you gotta heat it up, you know? Uh, also, uh, well, they're cold-blooded. You don't want to burn them. No. He- he's a cold little guy. Yeah. Also, oh yeah, and this is this is coming back later. Sadly, that's why I had to fucking mention it. Yeah, this doesn't seem appropriate to teach to high schoolers. <laughs> is is my note of like yeah, teaching a zombification serum to this? Because I don't know. I feel like I like I have a weird feeling that like maybe Deuce Corgan might be cold blooded, and there might be other people who might be cold blooded in the student body. Yeah, is that fair to say? Yeah, that could go very wrong. Like yeah, I feel like Laguna would definitely be cold blooded. Oh, she definitely would be. Yeah. Alright, next is home ick and then physical deducation. Rebecca decides to show off her Skultimate Roller Maze skills off to Psy, and even gets invited to join the Frightingale Society, but she decline, declines knowing she would she would like her other two friends to join, but there's no chance that Venus Venus will be allowed in after the Polonis incident. And here's my note after chapter six. Okay, we are 89 pages in, and there doesn't seem to be anything going on here. No, I remember, like... Jesus Frankenstein Christ. (laughs) I had a similar moment of, like, where is the inciting incident? Like... It takes a while. Where the fuck is that we are still in, like, Act 1? It's fucking forever. (laughs) Chapter 7... It's the next day during lunch, and everyone, boys and cools, apparently have a boner for the new teacher, Miss Flapper. The only monsters who don't are our three protagonists. We're too busy trying to... uh, Sorry, sorry, they're too busy trying to find a way to cheer up Mr. D.F. D.F. It's D apostrophe F. You know, I don't know how to fucking pronounce this shit. Uh, while Rochelle is busy and the other two don't really care if the skeleton successfully kills himself in his <laughs> in his soup today. Because, yeah, he just lays in his soup, he like, really ready does. to fucking, fucking kill himself. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, he just does that. It's fine. Rochelle decides to get off her stony ass and try to help the guy. She heads over to him and offers to help him with his fashion sense to help cheer him up. Because, you know... Uh, you, you don't feel fucking happy about yourself unless you're dressed nice, right, girls? See, all I can think of is the makeover, suicide. Yeah. <laughs> it's that energy. <laughs> He's apprehensive at first, but reluctantly agrees. And that's it. That's how the chapter ends. Is this book going anywhere? Is my next chapter fucking note. When will the plot begin? Chapter 8. Oh my, I keep having notes at the end of chapters. I forgot about these. Because <laughs> I finished this book a while ago and I was like, I need a break from books for a while because this book is something. Chapter 8. This is like the longest book we've ever read for the podcast. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah. Chapter 8. The monsters go to bed. Rebecca wakes up early but still ends up missing breakfast and the morning assembly. Shenanigans! At the same time, Rochelle has an encounter with the hunky Deuce Gorgon and gets a chance to see into his eyes as she has no fear of turning to stone since she is stone. She is a stone cold bitch, you could say. She's not mean. I just want to make that pun. It doesn't work. She's You're not right. mean. You're right. She's Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, it's me, Austin. That's that's her uncle. Yeah. Venus pulls her away from Deuce before she embarrasses herself, much to Rochelle's disdain. Hello, you said there would be a plot here somewhere. <laughs> Hello, this just feels like filler with a whole lot of jack shit in between. <laughs> Hello, fucking anything. Hello, hello. Yeah. The other thing that's weird with that pl- that whole subplot yeah. is Rochelle has a boyfriend. She has a boyfriend who looks like a girlfriend. <laughs> that she had in February of last year. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's so weird. That's how the song goes, right? Yeah. What's that? The, what's that? Who's that? The uh, Killers. What? The Killers. Killers, thank you. I thought you were going to say Taylor. I'm like, what's Taylor's? What? <laughs> um, but yeah, and she's like, oh, I feel bad that I'm... Like, have the hots for this guy, and then she doesn't really, like, reach out to him either. Nothing. Like, she doesn't send a fucking letter or anything. Chapter 9. Rochelle and Venus are traversing to their next class. In the hall, they see Miss Flapper talking about the after school she hosts. 
Sorry, after school club she host. Monster Advancement League League. AKA Mall. <laughs> I fucking hate this shit. And whispering into students' ears. Those whose ears she whispers into have their face momentarily flash blank, but return to normal almost immediately. And this is my literal note after this fucking chapter. Is this the problem they're going to have to solve or fucking what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what I just had the stupidest thought of? Huh? The whispering in the ear. Penis. 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 penis, penis, penis. <laughs> Rochelle almost gets to hear what Miss Flapper is saying, but Rebecca barges in screaming about how late she is. They arrive in their next class, which is Ohm Home Ick, with Mrs. Kindergruber, a witch. She's teaching them the... God damn it. What? Kinder, child. Yeah, child eater. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't get that? I I honestly was not trying to, I was not, I was like, I'm not even going to focus on the fucking puns right now. (laughs) I need to not be able to That's not a, is that really a, I guess it is a pun. Kinder, gruber isn't really the word for like eating. Yeah. So, but kinder grub basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's teaching, teaching them the Dragonian recipe for crispy tongue soup. Gee, I wonder if this soup that's irresistible to dragons is going to come back later since Miss Flapper's part dragon or whatever, some shit. We also, uh, it actually doesn't come back. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Which I, I'm like, I'm, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was. really? Why couldn't they put it? We also find out that Psy clearly has a crush on Rebecca and vice versa. Oh, a note I had. Yes. Sorry, I was thinking, because like the guy that does it the best, no, it was the three head one. But there's Henry Hunchback. Yeah. Why didn't they fucking name him Hugo? Because <laughs> that would have been fucking smart. That would have been actually clever. I, I think there's probably already a Hugo Hunchback somewhere. But I just thought that would work better. It would work. Because fucking Victor Hugo, like, goddamn. It, it's easy. It's right there. Henry Hunchback, you know. Can't, can't have weird names like Hugo. But Draculaura. That works, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Deuce Gorgon. That worked. We we got the pun, didn't it took we? How long? It took us a while. I mean, it took us fucking reading it out loud because I didn't read this shit out loud because fuck me if I was gonna read this fucking book out loud like a fucking idiot. Thank you very much. Just read it to the kids next door. Oh yeah, those fucking loud ass because they won't fucking pay attention. They're probably too busy watching Five Nights at Freddy's bullshit or something. I don't know. Or whatever shitty music they found on YouTube. Oh, God, I fucking hate that. Oh, God, they played the Peaches, Peaches, Peaches oh, so many times. <laughs> hey, sorry. not not this week. They just played it in general. Uh, but, 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 but once class is over, the Pumpkinheads are trying to recruit monsters to the Monster Advancement League League, saying the club is about putting monsters first so the world, the world would no longer be cursed. Okay. After school, Rochelle shows her roommates the suit she made for Mr. Diaz, and they tell her that... That shit is bad. So they decide to go and find Ranky Stein to help her make a nice suit for him. They head to town. They scour the mall, M-A-U-L, for her, and she's not there. But they see a large group of students surrounding Miss Flapper at a coffin bean coffee shop. Miss Flapper's, uh, Miss Flapper says they should join her club, but the trio decline and then see Frankie. Chapter 10. Rochelle asks Frankie if she would help her with Mr. Diet's clothes she's making for him, and in a robotic fashion, she agrees. Rochelle is overjoyed by this, and they leave the death cult to their mass suicide. <laughs> Don't drink the flavor aid, kids. The next day, the trio meet in Miss Flapper's room during lunch to get Mr. Diet's new suit. It's a stunning goblin green suit with silver stitching. The girls are once again invited to join Maul, but they decline. Frankie also tells them that Miss Flapper wants to help with Mr. Diet's depression by going on a date with him and sucking his bones. Took a while for you on that one. Uh, she inquires about why they haven't joined Maul, and the girls state they've been far too busy to join an extracurricular activity like Maul. Before they can leave, Miss Flapper wants to inspect Venus's earrings. Before she can do that, she's interrupted by Mistress, sorry, Headmistress Bloodgood, and the trio escape the room. Holy shit! Something bad almost happened! Finally! Tension! <laughs> chapter 10! <laughs> it just took 10 fucking chapters of the 17 chapter book! <laughs> I don't know how many pages, that's over 100 pages, I'll tell yeah. you that fucking much. I think that's like close to 140, honestly. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Actually, no, I want to see how long that took. Chapter 10. 
Fucking chapter 10 here. Let's see here. That Yeah, 141 pages. That's right. that's where it ends, right there. I said 150, I think. No, you said 140. Did I? Okay, good for me. Yay, me! Uh, Coconut Fred, guys. I hope you love him. Uh, chapter 11. In, in Monster Lit, they are no longer reading The Wizard of Claws because Mr. Clamdestine... Thank you, fucking Google, for not changing that one. <laughs> says it carries subliminal anti-monster messages and says they are not reading the book. They're, sorry, they're now reading the book Normie versus Monster, a book about monster oppression. Rochelle rushes to study Howl so she can get a head start on the reading when Dew stops her. He wishes to speak with her privately. They discussed how things have been different lately. How many of the students' personalities were shifting and growing in a strange way. The chapter ends with the boy drama and drops the glo- the serious plotline for stupid bullshit that girls would enjoy more. Sam, as a as as a part girl here, because uh, you are part uh, monster as well. Yes, as, as monster girl, uh, as as a as a hunchback monster girl. <laughs> What's your okay? What monster are you? Gremlin, got it. Goblin. Yeah, that that's f- fair enough. I, right. I can respect Goblin. Goblin bitch. What did you enjoy this girly moment that ended chapter eleven? Yes, I loved it very much. I miss everything, Sam. Oh, and also I didn't like it because it was bad. Okay, love you. I made laugh in the middle of, of talking because I don't know. I can laugh and talk at the same time. Look at me. I'm so impressive. I don't know. Not in the air. Sorry, I'm Hanzoed. Chapter 12. Mr. DF is looking good in his new suit, and the girls are escorting him to his date with Miss Flapper, telling him not to be such a sad sack of shit. I mean, to be fair, don't do that. Things I'll regret when I die. These are the things I would regret if I died today. One. Breathe. Two. Not see that movie starring my new best friend. Charlie Shriek, if you would. He's only my best friend, because he is also a skeleton. (sighs) (laughs) Um, They leave him to his date, and that one troll from Chapter 5, who told Venus a cryptic message, is trying to get Venus' attention again. She leaves her friends to talk to the troll, and he says it's too late that Miss Flapper is a monster whisperer, not just a dragon whisperer, and is about to take control of the school. Why didn't you fucking say that before? Yeah, he, he finally was able to articulate this shit finally. Fucking moron. He was like, school school gonna get destroyed. And she's like, what do you mean? School destroy. And she's like, he's like, school destroy. This leaves Venus with a question. What the fuck is Miss Flapper re- really after? What did she seek to gain from taking over Monster High? The money. I mean, these dolls make money, guys. This is this did at one point outsell Barbie. Yeah. It might still outsell Barbie. I don't know. I feel like it's going to... At least not for a little bit. Not for a little bit with the movie, yeah. Uh, But we can't answer those questions yet because we have to read about boys being hot and shit. (laughs) Rebecca has once again lost her penguin, but Cy the Hot Cyclops Boy has found it for her. And they talk briefly about how he saw a meeting of Maul and it was just a room full of students whispering into each other's ears. And it was creepy. (laughs) Chapter 13. Rochelle checks on Mr. Dieth to see how his date went, and it seems as if he's been indoctrinated into the Flaps, formerly Miss Flapper, uh, death cult. The girls finally, I wrote the word finally in bold, by the way. I don't normally bold my words on my text. I agree, though, because Jesus Christ. Discuss the situation that's been going on at Monster High and decide to go to Miss Tsunami for help. On their quest to find the wet woman, they run into the flap, whispering into Deuce Gorgon's ear, taking control of the snake-haired boy. She then notices the trio and goes after them. They run away and get away from the sexy teacher. The trio then hears wet footsteps. Sorry, footsteps. And it's Tsunami. They tell her what's going on, and she says it's the craziest thing she's ever heard, but she believes them. She tells the, girl, the girls to go to their dorm room and that she'll handle the flap. It's a, it's a, it's a new STD, the flap. I was going to say, you've heard about the clap. Now get ready for the flap. The clamps! Give them the clamps! <laughs> Chapter 14. 
The girls are hiding out in their dorm room when they hear a knocking at their door. A slight tap tapping, a rapping at the door. Thankfully, it was a raven. Never it was a raven. Nevermore. Thankfully, Never it's more. it's not a troll to take them away. But sigh, he tells them that they lost Henry Hunchback and that Sue may not be able to save the day like they think. The group decide to hide out in the clock tower as it's safer than their room. But they meet a man with giant scissors who chops them in half. <laughs> okay, that's the clock tower games. Okay, uh, time passes slowly. That would be more interesting. It would be more interesting. The time passes slowly, and they're unsure if Sue has succeeded yet. But a call for an emergency meeting from voices in the halls climbs up the clock tower to the unsuspecting group. They're not sure if it's mall-related or Miss Tsunami gathering everyone. The foursome leave the safety of the tower and head to the Vampitheater and find it packed to the gills. Headmistress Bloodgood takes the stage and says she's unfit to leave the school anymore, and is passing her responsibilities to the flap. The flap takes the stage in her best Nazi fetish dress, <laughs> and she's abolishing all unnecessary school activities like fear leading and roller maze derby. The foursome leaves the assembly and find posters with their faces on it, saying to turn them in for questioning. They escape to the maze and find a secluded area to strategize a plan. They plan on finding out why the flap left bitterly and find her personal folder <laughs> that I paused after Billy. Yeah. Uh, to find her inf- find uh, the folder that has info on her. This means breaking and entering into the administrative office, which Rochelle is like, I'm down for that shit. I break the law all the time. No, she, the law. she actually doesn't break the law. Ro- Gargoyles are apparently fucking rule followers. You know what? Honestly, I kind of feel like with Rochelle, huh. she kind of felt a little autistic coded. Yeah, I could see that. I can yeah. see that. Like, not necessarily offensively, just more just kind of like the way she acts. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, chapter 15. That night, they enact their plan and sneak into the office. They scour the files, and sadly, Rochelle breaks a chair under her massive stony ass. She actually has a tiny ass. <laughs> they talk about how tiny she is, but she's dense. This alerts Deuce to their location, and he tries to capture them, but they're able to escape... When a swarm of bats attacks a snake hair due to dumb circumstances. They're like, it's the it's the fucking like turf war. Yeah, of... fucking snakes and bats. They're fucking... like da 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 da. Rumble! Yeah. Uh uh da. Uh luckily Sai was able to find the folder with the flap's previous work, and he plans on going alone to call them inside. Sai slips into the library and calls the battalion number and reaches Flap's old employer. He warns that it may be too late, but if they can find their cryberry, motherfuckers, <laughs> cryberry, where highly classified books are, they may have a chance of stopping her. They hang up and never say what, what book to look for. Yeah, he's like, find the forbidden section. Where's that? Bye. I don't fucking know what we're looking for. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. Bye-bye, meatball <laughs> battalion. Oh, meatball eyeball. Hui-da-doi. Marinara. You're going a little Irish for a sec there. <laughs> a little Irish. Hui-da-doi. I'm a leprechaun from Bitly. Hui-da-doi. Meatball. That shouldn't have made me laugh as hard as it did. It did, though. It did. Chapter 16. There's two goddamn chapters left. Well, listen to this plot so fucking good, Sam? Shouldn't I just <laughs> stop fucking talking about this book now? Should I just, like, be like, yo, no, that's the whole story right there. You guys don't need to know how this fucking ends. This book's too fucking good. Go buy it. <laughs> Chapter 16. They find old blueprints of Monster High and scour through them to find the hidden room, and Sai thinks he found it. So they dress in all black... Uh, out of nowhere. They're also in the maze still, by the way. They're still in the hedge maze. So this moment gave me my immortal vibes with this one. Like, where the fuck did they get the clothes? Where the fuck did they get these You black know what clothes? this calls for? A costume change. Oh, no. And they head to where they think the cryberry is. They find it and find a book on monster whispering. They, they, they find the cryberry. Good for them. Uh, they find the monster whispering book to break the mind control effect, uh... So to break the mind control effect is a difficult though. At exactly midnight, the holder must f- swallow one teaspoon of ground furnish bush 
while a recently zombified snake is wrapped around their neck. The foursome concocts a plan and gather all the ingredients necessary, and they plan on doing this at the Dance of the Delightfully Dead, so they have access to the flaps. Now, how are they going to get in without getting caught? Simple. They make a stop at the dr drama department. Chapter 17. The night of the dance is here, and the group is dressed in wearface. Head... Yeah, they're dressed in fucking wearface, Yeah, guys. like, this feels racist, weirdly. Because they're dressed as werewolves. Well, and also the fact... Another thing I'm going to point out with the werewolf thing... Yeah. Is at least early on, Claudine and her family was the only known, like, werewolves. Yeah. And they are definitely black-coated. Uh-huh. So, so it, they're going in blackface. Yeah. So they head over there... Uh, where it's being held at the Skullamania, or whatever the fuck it's called. The plan goes without any problems, and the student body is returned to normal. Yeah, I skipped this fucking shit. It was too fucking long. It was like a, uh-oh, it almost didn't happen, and then it did. Yeah. They explain what happened, and Miss Flapper says she, too, was a victim of this as well. But the trio aren't sure if she's telling the truth. The school year passes, and the trio agree they'll be cool friends forever. Hey, <laughs> they said it. Uh, but that's not the end. Let us read the epilogue, Sam. This is the only time I'll have you read anything, because we're at the fucking end of this shitty-ass book. And it's only one page. It's two pages. Oh, it's two pages. Yeah. Two months after the Dance of the Delightfully Dead, a dedex arrived for Cyclops. By this time, even Rochelle, Rebe Rebecca, and Venus had all but given up on finding out who or what was behind the great monster whisperer. Life as they knew it was back to normal. Until they opened the dedex, that is. They will come back to Monster High as they have here. You must be vigilant in your watch. Signore Vitrola? I don't fucking know. Whatever. Fucking... The, the, the Italian one. And just like that, everything changed again. They might have won the battle, but the war was clearly not over. Now, if only they knew who they were fighting. Don't miss the Ghoul Friends' next adventure! Ghoul Friends just want to have fun! Coming spring of 2013! <laughs> the... Fucking end. Thank you, God. <laughs> Sam, did you have any extra notes on this one? So, I definitely had a lot of show, don't tell. <laughs> they This book does not know when to fucking hold their fucking cards. They just talk everything. They'll just give a page expedition about how characters look, what they do. So much that doesn't matter. For what it's worth, I wouldn't mind getting description of characters and shit and the locations because this is a world that is not known to me True. and to the human folks in general. But some of the stuff when it's like her power includes X Y Z, it's yeah, like, that shit did not need to fucking happen. I did not know to, need to know that fucking Venus McFlytrap had a pollen power before she fucking did it. Yeah, I'm like that could have just waited. That could just waited till fucking or, chapter whatever. Or the fucking steam because yeah. they bring up the steam of like she has a. She always has a dewy face because of her steam, and I'm like... What the and they could have just dropped it. They could have just fucking dropped that shit immediately. Yeah. No one fucking cares. Yeah, so... Alright, so here are, my, here are my notes, if you're done. Sorry, sorry. Are you um, done? That was the main thing, was just they didn't... They needed to do that. Okay, so you want to go over my favorite Monster High puns first? Or do you want to do uh, a couple questions? Let's do puns first. Alrighty. <gasps> My favorite Monster High puns in no particular order. Louis Cretan, Scaris, Werewolf, Hairlines, Casketball, Homic, Guillory Clinton, uh, Dr. Goolittle, Grizzlyland, Gory Gazette, A Midsummer's Night Scream, I Coffin Phone, Monsterpedia, Abner Zombie, and Witch. And that's all I had. Fair enough, because yeah, Sam's favorite one was Guillory Clinton. I, no, and the best part is, is like... Oh, well, I, I warned you about that one, and you didn't believe me at first. Well, because I was like, are you... Really? Did I guess? Because I, I won't lie, I gaslight Sam sometimes with weird shit. Yeah, so that's what When it comes like, to these books, I will gaslight <laughs> Sam, because it's like, it's, 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 it's inconsequential things. It's stuff that I'll find out in a few days and be like, that was... You're full of shit, Chris. Yeah. But no! Gary no. Clinton was real. Well, and also... I I, I did gaslight you, though. Because I said there was a Donald... Frump or something. Like, I didn't believe that one, though. Because okay. partially, cause once I saw 2012, yeah. it was before. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing with Hillary Clinton, Hillary mm. Clinton is more of a badass than Hillary Clinton. Oh, God, yeah. She actually fucking fights for people's rights and shit. And, like, does a fucking hunger strike and shit. Yeah. Even though it doesn't matter because she's cold-blooded. But it's still one of those. Oh, she's, she's a cold-blooded bitch. <laughs> but, yeah. But she got shit done. Yeah, she got shit done. All right, Sam. Uh, I only have a few questions here for, like, kind of fun notes of... 
Which of the fav- which of the trio is your favorite? I honestly kind of, and part of it's because it's from her perspective. Yeah. But I kind of like Rochelle. I kind of like Rochelle as well. She's definitely the most fleshed out, even though she's made of stone, of the bunch. Venus really doesn't get much except for being the uh, eco-friendly and eco-friendly bitchy. bitchy one. And Rebecca is the worst of the bunch. I just keep leaving my pet places. That poor fucking pet. Which, which of the pets is your favorite? Which would you like? So, I'm between Rue uh-huh. and the plant. Yeah. Okay, not the penguin. The penguin's cute. Yeah. But I'm like, He's clockwork. You turn his little key and then he fucking moves around cute. and shit. Penny is cute. Is she? Sorry. But yeah, it's just, honestly... Yeah. Okay, which one, though? You gotta you got choose one. I'd say Rue. The other two get killed. <laughs> Sorry, euthanasia. Wow. What about you? Uh, I think my favorite's probably Julian, just because of his name. That is a great name. That is an amazing name, and I, 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 I like his design. I like he's very unique, technically, of the bunch. They're all unique. What am I talking yeah. about? Except for the penguin. The penguin doesn't make sense. The penguin, they're just like, but it's clockwork. Why not make a fucking clockwork bear or something? Like a teddy bear or something? I don't know. I don't know. And uh, that's all my notes, honestly. Sam, do you have any pairings for this? What would you pair with Monster High Ghoul Friends Forever? So my first thought is the current series. Okay. Because I like what I like what they've done with it since. Sam, Sam, let me just pause you right here. We're reading... We're actually a Monster High uh, Book Girl podcast now, so you can't choose the series because you're going to just keep choosing that one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, but that one is a good one. Yeah. Like, what I've seen is pretty good. Some of it can be a little juvenile, but again, it's for kids. It's for so. kids, yeah. And the movie was pretty solid. Like, not great. Like, it's not... Want, would you like to do a commentary for it, for the podcast, for the Patreon? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Because I, I, I kind of want to do a giggle, like a kind of like making fun of it one, but if it's actually good. It's decent. Like, it's one of those, there's definitely stuff you can mock. Yeah. But there's also some decent stuff in it, too. Yeah. Um, Those are my big ones. I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of something else. Yeah. But I really could Oh, we should watch a Barbie movie for the, for the commentary. <laughs> if we can find one that's like on one of the streaming services. Yeah. That'd be fun. But, uh, sorry, go ahead. Anything else? Um... Part of me goes another, because the whole trope of, like, boarding school mm-hmm. books, another series that does it better. Hmm. I'm not sure which one, partially because I don't want to say the one that I grew up with. Yeah. Partially because it is aged horribly in certain ways. <laughs> and also I don't want to support her. Yeah. But I know there's other ones that have done it well. Okay, so we're I've not going to say who it is. I've heard Percy Jackson's been good. It's not a boarding school one. Summer camp, but yeah. Yeah. You're right. Fair enough. Let's say. Not the same. Still did better. <laughs> Alright, so here are my pairings. I have three different things. Uh, Sam, you're going to kick yourself in the butt for not mentioning any of these three. Probably. Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School! I honestly kept thinking about it, and then my brain was like, I'm not going to think about it for pairings. You're right. Probably the best of the Red Shirt Shaggy movies. This movie is like a prototype for Monster High, and it's just a fun watch, honestly. It is my personal favorite of the 80s scooby-doo movies like th- i don't think there's anyone that's better than this one is the other one the okko OK episode uh number two is season two <laughs> episode of okko OK <laughs> called monster party that features the girls from ghoul school okay this one is cheating but it continues the lore of ghoul school gals and expands their group with edith with being with her uh former witch and now ninja also it's just a great episode of tv in general. yeah this is a great episode and my final pairing, Sam, I'm surprised you didn't mention this one. You you are a huge fan of this. Like, you, you talk about this weekly, by the way. You you literally bring this up every week. Like, it's it, it gets a little infuriating how often you bring this up. I'm not kidding. Like, you'll just be like, oh, what remember is this, it? Chris? What, what is it? Let me finish my fucking joke, goddammit. Let me make fun of you for five seconds, Sam. <laughs> like, I never do. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say how you never make fun of me in a... Halloween Town High... <laughs> <laughs> Sam mentions the aerobic scene way too often. Yes, we get it. Meow, meow. Make sure to keep moving. Meow, meow. What the fuck? You don't remember you... the first Halloween Town High? In Halloween Town, when they're trying to get the uh, the fat ghost sweat, and they go into the uh, gym, and there's a fat ghost. There's, I, I forgot. Isn't a, a, a furry cat aerobic teacher who's like meow? Is it basically Richard Simmons? But it's a female. No, it's a woman. Oh, okay. So Halloween Town High, the third movie in the Halloween Town franchise, and definitely a choice I'm making because, well, it's a high school movie with monsters. Uh, Not necessarily a good Disney Channel movie, 
I wouldn't say it's a great one. It's a pretty decent one. It's, I'm not kicking myself on that one. I was about to say, yeah, no. No, no. The first two you are. Yes. But, uh, yeah, those were my pairings for Monster High Ghoul Friends Forever. Sam, what's your ratings and reviews for this book? This book felt like just a giant ad. And okay. I know it was going to be to an extent. Like, I'm not... Oh, like... gee, the book fucking Monster High. But I've seen ad ones that have done, been better. Name one. Okay, you have a point there, shit. I'm keeping that silence in. Don't flip me off. It, I have to keep it in. But keep Anyways, going. I feel like it could have... It had potential. Like, yeah. they could have done something with it. Yeah, yeah. Instead, a lot of nothing happens for over half the book. I'm seriously wondering how the... Because this is not the first of the Monster High uh, series to be novelized. There was one that was released when the, fir when the first book's uh, first doll line came out. Uh, that is a bit... I, I've heard it's a bit better, honestly. So I wonder if this is just that we're running out of steam. I mean, it's only 2013. Or 2012. This is literally like two, three years after those alls came out. I'm just saying. But you I know, know what I mean? Like, so what do we do now? Shit. We got all our three ideas out. For me, it's still better than fucking E.T. It's better than Twilight. No, it wasn't. Really? Okay. At least what I remember. To be fair... It's been over 10 years. To be fair. It's been like 13 years since I've read Twilight. So. Favorite patron, to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> but, um, because one of the, although, again, it's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, go, what's your, what, what are you rating this one? I would give it two depressed skeletons trying to kill themselves out of five. <laughs> Alrighty. This book could have been, been about 100 pages shorter if if it could get to the main plot quicker and not give us a bunch of stupid side plots that take us nowhere. It's also confused about its villain. They have her do very Nazi-like things like dressing like one, but exclaim they're a minority group, which they are, that's trying to rise up. There's definitely mixed messages in this book. Yeah, no, I had the same moment of like, this feels fascisty, but... But they're a minority and it's like confusing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. There's, yeah, and honestly, at the end of the day, I'm not sure how I feel about this one. It's a sloppy book. When the action starts going, I was honestly mesmerized by it and couldn't put the book down. The last couple of chapters, I really did enjoy. And when it gets distracted with the forced girly aspects and random acts of fashion, it definitely takes me away. It might work for a preteen girl, but not for me. At least not in its entirety. I give Ghoul Friends Forever two bullfrogs on a leash out of five. I did love that drawing. Yes, there there is a bullfrog on a leash drawing. It's cute. It is cute. Alrighty, Sam, let's go over our socials. Well, obviously we have our Patreon at patreon.com slash drunken book club. A dollar a month gets you a bonus episode. Every week you get Random commentaries that me and maybe Sam would uh, Sam would like to join me on every now and then. We did one on uh, Temple of Doom recently for funsies. You did one. I did, not we. Uh, we might do one for uh, a Monster High or a Barbie movie, depending if we get our shit together. <laughs> maybe. It, it's, it's pretty much dependent on if Sam's here or not, if she's going to join me or not. Yep. Because I will just make fun of stuff immediately on the screen. But you also get our notes that we make for every book. You get our old episodes of our old podcast, speaking of which, on there as well. I've put out at least a hundred of the episodes on there. So if you are interested in hearing the old episodes, join our Patreon. It's a dollar a month. And you also get a shout out every episode, like our patron, Trey. What's up, Ooh. Trey? I, I'd, I'd say your socials, but you do, you've you uh, leaned away from Twitter after Elon's uprising. Which like is a, valid. Which is valid. I don't blame you. But I have friends on Twitter who I love. Yeah, I'm kind of in that boat of, like, not quite ready to leave, but also I get it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for a dollar a month, you get all that stuff. It, it's a dollar. You can spend that dollar on something worse. Like, four packets of random condiments at the movie theater. That's not including tax. Uh, and you can also find the podcast at SOW... Sorry, oh my god. At DVC Pod. On Twitter. And you can also follow me on my Instagram as well. At the underscore Ruble. Where I'm going to also post stuff on there a little bit more now. Because um, I feel like it's a valid website. Yeah. I was about to say. I might switch it to DVC underscore pod on there as well. We'll see soon enough. 
Sam, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and every rarely on Tumblr, Epizerker Rose. And you can follow our best friends, Weiss at Force Left Hander, drop the E on Hander, on Instagram, not Instagram, uh, yeah, he's on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that fun stuff. And you can also follow our good buddy Brandon at Aldrich Maid, M-A-I-D, on Twitter. Sam, what uh, what song should we go off on on this one? I feel like the classic Monster High theme. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know what that's called? I think it's just Monster High theme or something like that. Like, it's literally, like... Girls being, girls being, girls being, girls. The other one is, there's some new songs on the new on from the new Monster High book movie. Okay, we'll go off on a Monster okay. High girl song, yeah. so why not? Uh, if there's a Girlfriends Forever song, let's do that one. I know there's, like, a trio one where it's, like, basically in the movie. Yeah. It's Frankie, Draculara, and... Claudine. Claudine being like, oh my god, did we just become best friends? Oh my god, did we just become best friends? Yeah. What's your favorite fucking dinosaur? Velociraptor, T-Rex, oh. I don't remember, I don't remember I don't, lines. I don't know. I haven't seen Step Brothers in a while. Alrighty, folks, well, we're gonna go off on a Monster High song, according to Sam. Uh, thank you for joining us this week, and hey, make sure to like, subscribe, wherever, and leave reviews wherever you may be able to. Uh, this is some song from Monster High. Bye-bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.